When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. I'm the leader when it comes to advice with business content, creation, software, taxes, investment, education, and all the hobbies that I enjoy, which I share with you on this podcast. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Also, I started a YouTube and you guessed it. It is called Age of Jeremy. The shorts come out a few times a week, not my shorts, but the YouTube shorts. And I do some longer videos like eight to 15 minutes every other Thursday, Um, supposedly around 5 p.m. Those come out these last couple of Thursdays. I've been doing live videos um, just because I've been working on my streaming and doing better streaming. And so that's why I have uh, done those. And I'll be hopefully be recording a YouTube video this week. I'm going to test some stuff out using my phone and then I'll share with you my findings uh, if I remember to do so. I also post every day as much as possible on TikTok at Age of Jeremy. I post on Instagram at Age of Jeremy. And I post at Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q. If you want to reach out to me, you can hit me up on Snapchat at Age of Jeremy. I also have a Twitch channel, and you guessed it again. It's called Age of Jeremy. I do not currently have a schedule for this, but I will eventually. You can be notified when I am live on Twitch by subscribing to my Twitter, which again is at Age of Jeremy Q. If you don't know, I own a company called 3T Warrior Academy with my business partner, Coach JV or CJV. You can follow him on TikTok at CoachJV underscore. The links to our free Discord for 3T Warrior Academy is in the episode description. I also own a company called Age of Radio. We are a media, com- media company that offers a free podcast hosting or offers free podcast hosting and the ability to join our podcast network absolutely free. Check out the website at ageofradio.org. We also offer some editing services and will be going harder into equipment sales into this next coming year. We are all about building a community at Age of Radio. So make sure that you follow us at our Facebook group, Addicted to Podcasting, and um, you can get our Discord link from there to join our free Discord. I'm also kind of opening up myself up to bookkeeping and tax services to a small amount of people. So if you're interested in that, please email me at jeremy.quintany at qfinancialllc.com. Again, that email is in the episode description. You can see the pricing at qfinancialllc.com. All right, I think that's enough. Let's get this show on the road. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You were listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. I hope you are all having a fantastic day. Let me bring you up to some speed on some stuff that's happening in my tax career life. 
it has not been moving at all because the last two weeks have been fucking crazy, 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 crazy. So last week, I think I worked 12 hour. Well, I worked 12 hours every day, but I worked straight um, 12 to 15 hours almost every day last week trying to get ready for, for our um reaching out to some people to partner with us for a project that we're working on. Uh, so I, which you will hear more about that as I move forward with that. And along with that, I didn't get hardly any sleep last week. I think I caught myself up on sleep um, this last week, which reminds me, I'm sorry, not this last week over the weekend. I've been sleeping so much on the weekends because I've been not sleeping during the week and I need to fix that. And the way that you fix that is by being disciplined and saying no to certain things and having your life in order. Um, but hold on, I want to chug some of this water. Because Sunday I woke up, I was supposed to meet my cousin. He was supposed to call me when he was done with a job. Um, around like 2.30, I decided, man, I'm not feeling good. I think I'm going to go ahead and pass on hanging out with him. I didn't know if I was sick and I didn't want to get him sick and he get his family sick. But to find out, I was like so freaking tired. Like, have you ever woken up and you're just like, your eyes are super, super heavy. Like you just feel completely exhausted, but you don't feel like sick. Like you're just exhausted from probably not sleeping and overworking. I'm assuming it was some type of like, I don't know, overworking uh, that causes. So we have these things called liquid IVs and it's like these electrolytes and all these minerals and stuff that you put in water. I slammed one of those bad boys and I went and bought a gallon of water and I just drank as much water as I could yesterday. And I must've been super fucking dehydrated because I woke up today and I have not felt this good in the last couple of weeks. And so today I'm trying to get this gallon of water in. That's why I stopped to chug some water. So you should be drinking water. I heard that not to get completely off topic, but I heard that you should be drinking or bodybuilders. Not that I'm a bodybuilder. Um, I do lift weights and exercise, but then I eat whatever I want. Um, but uh, with that being said, bodybuilders should be drinking like two thirds of their body weight um, in ounces, which comes out to me like a gallon in a quarter or a gallon and a half of water. And so I've been drinking just like nonstop water all day um, yesterday and today. And I've just been feeling so much better. Also probably have a vitamin. Well, I know that I have a vitamin D deficiency, so I've been just knocking out the vitamin D. And so the, the reason why I'm bringing that up is just so you guys know, but because I wasn't able to get like, I'm three fucking chapters behind in my freaking tax studying, um, which is super important to me because I know that it's going to be, be play to play a big part in my life. And let me, let me explain why I think that is a big part of my life is because eventually age of radio will take age of radio will be big enough that I won't want to do that on a daily basis. Right? Like I want to turn it into a media company. Someone can run the media company, you know, they can manage it for me, you know, kind of like some of the big people that own, you know, CNN and so forth. Right. Forgot that guy's name. Um, but like, or the person that started CNN, so my point is, is that what I would like to do is have like a nice small accounting practice, help wealthy families or help families or help poor family, help any family, I guess, with their like, you know, financial planning and, and their taxes and accounting and have a nice big accounting firm, you know, that I could, you know, run and, 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 and manage from a CEO level. And then as I get older, just kind of do my own small practice, have someone else run that, have a few clients that I work with. 
and then, you know, teach math or teach computer programming or literature or something along those lines, right? That's what I plan. And I'm trying to organize that plan a lot more and kind of focus on that plan so that I can do those things. And then if you've all met me at some point, I would like to, I don't want to be the CEO for this company, but I would like to start a company, a company that focuses on space exploration and traveling and water extraction from asteroids and the moon and outposts and asteroid defense systems. But again, those things I don't have to be running. I just want to oversee them, be on the board and move to more of a governance or board role as that's what I would like to do. And that's what I enjoy doing the most. And so I'm trying to put, put place that into my trajectory now that I'm more stable in what's going on with three, two warrior Academy, trying to get age of radio to be more stable, continuing to grow it. And this is just, that's the stuff that I enjoy doing. But the problem is that I can't stop fucking saying yes to everything. And so now I have so much shit going on. I can't get any of it done or get to where I can need to get to. So my plan is to get this stuff organized, get a lot of this growing, get myself an, a, an assistant bookkeeper and a, a secretary assistant and get an office on this side of town and do all this other stuff. Now, that being said, you have to figure out how to say no. No has to be one of the most important words in your vocabulary because you can't always be doing. You can't always be working. Right. And, and not to the not even to the point that I want to just goof off and watch TV, which I'm not going to lie. I enjoy watching some television. I like watching anime. I like watching, you know, Law and Order. I like watching Frasier. Um, but for the most part, and those aren't even new things. But for the most part, I just like reading. I like studying other things. I like learning, developing myself, studying martial arts, working out, you know, probably one of these days focus on not eating so much shit so I can actually lose some weight. And so. So to do that, you have to realize that there no has to be in your vocabulary. You have to stay in alignment with who you are, what I like to call your aura, and you have to be able to tell people no, or you have to be honest and open with them about when you can actually get something done or if it's something that you can even do. And that is one of the biggest failures that I have had inside of my career. And CJV is going to talk about this this week on one of the podcasts. I forgot which it was because he always had, he was a yes man too, right? And I'm a yes man as well to some extent. Yeah, no, I'm a yes man too. I'm trying to get better at it though now because if you're not, the reason why saying here, here's the reason why the reason why saying no is so important is because it allows you to manage the things that you are doing in your life with the time that you have. And as I've talked about it on previous podcasts or on previous TikToks or somewhere that the work life balance is a myth. It's about balancing your overall life by being able to say yes to things, being able to manage things, being able to time things out, being able to segment time to do specific things. And if you're constantly always saying yes to people, then you're not taking into account the things that you're already doing to know if you can even do those things. And at one point in time, I was so adamant on saying yes, because I was so hell bent on being, you know, a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever you want to say, is that is that I got so hell bent on it that I just said yes, that I wanted all of these things. But in reality, there's only a few of them that I really actually have a few a huge passion for. I have a huge passion for 3T Warrior Academy. I have a huge passion for Age of Radio. And because of that, those should be have been the two things that I just focused on rather than taking all of these things in. But the point was that I needed to grow and get multiple sources of money. And so I just said yes, even though 
doing the things that I would have to do inside of those businesses didn't bring me satisfaction. What brings me satisfaction is doing this, brings me satisfaction, you know, teaching in the 3T Warrior Academy, educating people because I love teaching and I want to get better at that and get stronger at it and create really good courses for our people in the 3T Warrior Academy, right? And so, but then I said yes to everything that came along and I just realized that I shouldn't be doing that. So I have been on a personal journey getting better at saying, no, I can't do this. Yes, I can do that. And what I found out and what you will find out that unless someone's a complete dick, they're going to be okay with it because they understand that people have limited time. And whenever you put your time into one thing, it's going to take your time away from every something else. And so that's why it's important to know where you want to spend your time so that you can be actively and efficiently moving yourself towards the things that you want to be moving yourself towards. And so that's one. And oh, and the, and the other thing too, is I do say that I have a passion for, I would really like to get into leverage more harder into leveraged buyouts, but that's a slow process. And, and again, for the other business that I have, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I was not aware that I would have to put so much energy and time into those businesses and that people wouldn't be able to do the things that I could do because I don't think that what I can do is anything special, but I'm starting to find out that not a lot of people know how to do the things that I do, which makes sense because I spent a lot of time doing, you know, educating myself um, and learning how to do these operational and managerial things. And so people need help with that. And that's something that I'm learning, which is another reason why it's easier for me to say no now, because I feel like I'm going to have to do so much fucking shit inside of all of these businesses. And I, the point is, is to move myself to a governance level and not from a worker level. And that's where you should be at in your entrepreneurial journey. And to get there, you need to be able to say no. So what is a tip on actually saying no? Well, that's what I've been kind of thinking about this morning while I was figuring out how to or what I wanted to talk about. And I have no clue (laughs) tips that would get you to be better at saying no other than saying no, but having an understanding of what your workload is. And I feel that the only way to have an understanding of your workload is by being efficient with your time management. What I'm also starting to find out is that makes separates me is the ability for me to task and organize the things that I am working on and to stay focused. And I talk about these all the time, but I have a physical planner. I use a Microsoft planner and Asana and I use Outlook. And I use all of three of these things diligently to plan not only my personal life, but also plan my business life, right? And so the only time that those kind of slide is when I'm super tired, which is why I was like so adamant on getting back on track this week and trying to get more sleep and drink more water and take care of myself in that capacity. Because once you let some of these time management things slide as you build efficiency, then they just continue to slide. So you have to get them back on track to know that like, okay, at 10 o'clock today, I was supposed to meet with Johnny to go over a non-disclosure agreement. And I didn't, we had to move that around because of his time skill or his time, um, not time skills, but his, uh, his calendar. And so we moved it. So I said, okay, well then I'm going to move my doing my podcast to this right now. So I don't force myself into a time or a place where it becomes rushed to do this and I'm not able to actually do it or I don't feel like I want to do it. Right. Cause a lot of the times when I do this at night, I have to be quieter. I have to be more thoughtful of what's going on. Um, I'm not as excited. I'm exhausted because it's in the evening. 
And if I can't get this done on Friday, like I originally want to every week, then I need to get this done on Monday so it can go out on Tuesday and trying to get into that specific rhythm. And that takes a little bit of time and it takes a lot of discipline to know that you're trying to move the things where you want them to be at. And when you're exhausted, right? Because you're taking too much stuff on, then you can't do that. And it creates this ridiculous loop about constantly being unorganized and tired. And so, so I would say that to be able to say no, you have to be able to see what you're doing. And the only way to be able to see what you're doing and working on is to be able to plan it. And so I continuously tell people my favorite planning system is the Franklin Covey um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Planning. I just love the layout of it. I love the little habit five, like, you know, on, on Monday 19th today, Monday the 19th, it says habit five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. A good parent will understand before evaluating or judging. The key to good judgment is understanding. By judging first, a person will never fully understand. And so these give me like little tidbits. And then there's like some really cool goal planning stuff and you can keep it organized. And I've had this, this specific binder for like five years, like this leather bound binder I've had for five years. I keep it at focused and then I add certain things into my, you know, uh, uh, um, planner. And then from planner is where I take when I know what I need to do, right? Because it's all in Microsoft planner or in Asana. And then I take it from there and then I put it into my book. That those are the things that I need to get done. So like today, I need to follow up with Facebook because we're having a problem with some Facebook issues. And then I have to record my Age of Jeremy episode. Um and then I have to meet with Andrew. I have to pick up Ariana. I have to meet with a, a, a brand partnership deal that we're working on. And then I have to um, meet with uh, Priscilla and Ruthie, which I fixed that a little bit. And then I have two Merlin meetings this afternoon um, after the Asana. I'm sorry, after the um, brand part. I'm sorry, I have one Merlin meeting after the brand partnership. And then I have to meet with Ruthie and Priscilla. But I was able to take care of some of that stuff because of what I need done. And because of that, then I'm able to now go to the fitness center earlier, get that out of the way, come back, study and work on, you know, the other things that I need to work on. And because I know that that's happening, when someone says, hey, Jeremy, can you do that? I can say, no, I can't, but I might be able to do it on this day. Or if it's something that's going to be long, right? And I'm super busy for the next three months or four months, I can say, no, unfortunately, it's not something that I can do. So the only way that you can get really good at saying no is by understanding what you have going on in the future by having a plan. And that would be the key to being able to say no. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the age of Jeremy. Hope you're doing fantastic still. Okay. So the first part we talked about being able to say no. And the key to saying no is making sure that you have a plan making sure that you are managing your day-to-day -day life so that you are able to learn to when you can say no and when you're not able to say no um, and or when you're able to say no and when you're able to say yes. And then that way, you're not always constantly saying yes and you're being able to practice the ability of saying no. So that was the first thing that I wanted to say. Um, but the second thing that I wanted to talk about today is I wanted to talk about reading because I think that more people need to say yes to reading. And the reason being is that um, if you don't want to read, that's fine. If you can't read, that's fine. If you are dyslexic, that's fine. If you need to listen to audiobooks, that's fine. My point is, is that I have noticed that for me, that's why I'm sharing this for me personally, I tend to have a much more fulfilled life when I'm spending time reading because that is something that I'm passionate about. 
And so I guess that even though I'm going to talk about reading, I would say make time to do the things that you are passionate about and that you enjoy doing. Because if you're not doing those things, you are not going to have a fulfilled life in my opinion, even if you have money. Now, I am not a billionaire or a millionaire, multimillionaire by any stretch of the means, right? I have a student debt. I have other debt. I have my house. We're looking at buying another house. I want to figure out how to get a place in Connecticut. We're trying to start businesses. I want to have a private library. I need to get a rocket to get to the moon and so forth and so forth. And the point is, is that, is that something, some of those things I do enjoy doing and I'll continue to do those because I enjoy doing them if I'm not, you know, um, freaking exhausted. But some of the thing, the, some of the things that I enjoy doing are playing games with my friends, which I didn't get to do last week, which then ruined my week. Um, I and then reading and spending time reading, studying, doing religious scholarly work. Those are the things that I enjoy, and I find that when I do them, I am more thoughtful. And that's the reason why I was thinking that maybe it would be beneficial for you to read as well. And I understand that some people it's difficult to read. Um, and by that, I mean that the, it's literally difficult to read them because they have, say, dyslexia or they have another disability. Um, but if you're an able-bodied person, spending time reading um, is a little bit different than, say, listening to something or hearing and getting the concepts. And, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I, I came across this really good book about how to read a book. And it talks about different ways in which you analyze the reading that you're doing. There's four different levels of the reading. Um, and, and essentially what it's getting you to do um, from the basics of what I've looked at, I'm not going to, because I'm just started reading the book, is that it gets you to be more thoughtful and understanding of the information that you are reading so that you're able to retain it, you're able to understand it, and you're able to share it in an intelligent way. And that is something that I do not think that we have anymore in our society because of the fact that we have so much information coming at us. We try to do too much stuff because we are constantly being told that enough, that what you did is not enough because of profiting, right? Because of corporations, because of capitalism. And so we never think that what we're doing is enough. And because of that, we always think that we have to be doing more. If we look at all of the things on YouTube, like how to read, you know, how to speed read, how to read a book in a day, you know, how to read 10 books a week or how to read one book a day or how to, you know, headway is a great product and it's very beneficial. Um, but you get a bunch of information. Did you really understand that information in a way that you can regurgitate that information in a in a way that can teach it to somebody else in a way where you fully understand it? And that is where my specific problem is. And that's why I encourage people to read more. Now, whether they read a physical book or they read a, an electronic book is irrelevant to me. The point is, is that sitting down in a way where you're taking time to read so that you remember it and so that you understand it and so that you can share it with individuals, right? So like with how, what I have read and how to read a book, which I haven't um, taken, I've taken some notes on. And my understanding of it is that there are times to read fast, there's times to read slow, and they express that in a way in these different levels of reading. So there's one level of reading where it is just basic reading, which is what we learn in grammar school or, you know, regular, you know, just basic elementary reading. And then there's the reading where we need to um, skim over the information, get the information that we um, need. 
Then there's the analytical reading where we're actually deep diving the information so that we can understand it. And then there's another type of reading that I forgot the actual name of it um, off the top of my head, but it's where you can read through a book quickly to get the information that you need to from multiple books to then create a new piece of content about the subject matter that you are reading on. And it was just fascinating just in the first 20 or 30 pages. And I'm super excited to read more about this because I feel that this is something that we are really, really lacking. Because a lot of the times when we read, it's to just check off a box to say that I read a book or I read a hundred books this year, or I read a book a week, but what did you actually gain from reading it and how did it propel you forward? And that's why I want people to start thinking about how to being thoughtful about what they're reading, taking notes on it, which I started to do. And I'll tell you a tip here in a moment of, of some of the ways that I've made it easier to take notes on books. Um, and so, and so because of that, we're not, we're not thoughtfully thinking about what we read, understanding our thoughts so that then we can then reshare it with what we are trying to do. So what I started to do was after I read something, I sit and I think about it for a while. What I should be doing is sitting, thinking about it and writing about it. But for now, I've just been sitting and thinking about it. Um, and then one thing that Bill Gates always says when he reads is to always read with pencil. And so that's something that I think that I'm going to start doing so I can notate stuff and you know make marks and what have you. The other thing that has really, I started doing this weekend while I was reading was in OneNote, that has a dictation um, uh, feature where you can turn on the um, microphone and then you could dictate what you want to have on the note. And so when I come across something that I really enjoy in the book, I'll note, I'll dictate that quote and the page and what book it was in and so forth so that I have all those notes nice in my one note um, uh, system. And from there, then I'll be able to go back and look at it and see what I've learned and be able to express the, the, those things in an intelligent way. And I feel that that, again, is one of the things that we have lost in our society because we are so focused on moving so quickly. So I would recommend to slow down or at least I'm letting you know what works, what I'm doing, because I like it. Like I've been slowing down. I've been reading more thoughtfully. I've been reading more vigorously and I'm trying to read more thoughtful. And because of that, I have been saying yes to reading a lot more than spending time doing something else. And the way that I'm able to say yes to reading is because I have that time scheduled off in my planner so that then when someone says, can you do this? I can say, no, I can't do that because right now I am reading. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we will talk with you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.